Hello, I'm Andrew Skipper. I'm head of the Africa practice at Hogan Lovells, and I have a wide-ranging Africa experience from business to art and culture. I'm co-vice chair of the Smithsonian National Museum of African Art, and recently became co-chair of the UK government's Africa Investors Group. I've been having conversations with some of Africa's top business minds and investors, alongside key cultural influencers, people who are deeply committed to building on the continent and spreading the word and vision of it. They're certainly pulling no punches about the problems, but they're also spotting enormous opportunities. Today, I'm delighted to say that we can turn to Toria El Glawi, the founder of the amazing art fair 154, which has recently been held in the flesh, believe it or not, in Somerset House in London, one of the only physical fairs we've been able to see this whole year. 154 now spans three continents, in Marrakesh, New York, and London, and is the leading international art fair dedicated to promoting contemporary art from Africa and its diaspora. Turia is a tour de force, an enthusiast, and a great friend. Welcome, Toria. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. I'm super happy to be here, Andrew. So it's great, great to speak to you. Now, running an art fair is a crazy business at the best of times, and a lot of basically just not happened this year, physically, certainly. How did you convince yourself and your team that this year, in the middle of COVID, it was right to go ahead? And how did it work out? I've had a great response from people who've been there myself, but how did, how did you find it and how did you come to this decision? So following the postponement of the New York edition in May, as you know, mm. we yeah. had to postpone uh, that particular event uh, one month and a half uh, uh, before the event. I think this time, you know, we talked to our galleries a few weeks down the line. Um, and although the you know, digital edition uh, last May was a success for them and better than a nothing situation. Uh, they expressed how difficult it was to meet, you know, new collectors online, to build relationship, but also they did not meet, they, they did not, they have not been able to sustain those relationships. Um, so uh, talking to my team, you know, uh, around the, mid-July uh, when Freeze, you know, cancelled, uh, officially cancelled their their, their, their event, um, I realized that they were on board, the galleries were quite keen to continue ahead with, uh, with the fair, even though there was not a big affair around us. And I think um, in, uh, in, in, um, in, uh, the opposite of the New York fair, you know, with London, we had a bit of, um, uh, you know, more time to plan it. And also the COVID was already present. Yes. Um, so the rules, the, the structure, the museums, you know, the galleries all had reopened already with a strict regulation to follow. And I think the fact that we were um, in Somerset House, you know, uh, gave us the opportunity to reassure our galleries that, you know, we had that structure around us in terms of regulations, but also, also in terms of, you know, safety and how we could manage um, an open affair in a very safe environment. So I think I think this was you know quite a long um, uh, back and forth with the galleries you know to be very reassuring uh, even though they were very enthusiastic to do it but you know um, along those uh, this month from July to September there was different announcements you know from uh, our government in the UK and um, we just had to you know kind of um, uh, adapt to the new to the new rules to the new regulations but I think we were extremely lucky. Um, because the fair was very successful, but also the fact that we were inside 
site and within an art center in London give us this extension on um, on being able to do it, you know. So I think if we had been in a, in a private venue somewhere, um, we might have had more difficulties to actually put it um, together. Yeah, well, um, congratulations. I mean, and obviously you're passionate and it means a lot to you. So why are you so passionate about African art and contemporary art in particular? And and what therefore drove you to build this brand and fair in the first place? And what, what it, I mean, it's very important to you to hold it. Um, so what drives you and what message are you trying to deliver? So as you know, I'm a Moroccan, you know, I'm Moroccan-French. Yes. I grew up in Morocco. My father was an artist and I think uh, without like uh, sounding not humble enough, he was quite established. Um, and I had the chance, I think, growing up, you know, to have my first ed art education uh, through my father. Um, I was surrounded, you know, by art. Um, I had the, the chance to have my father's studio um, in the heart of our home in Morocco. Um, but I had also the, the, the possibility to actually live in this, uh, you know, art world ecosystem yeah. in a way without really realizing I was in it when I was growing up, you know, seeing my father dealing with galleries, with music. Museums, you know, having collectors coming to the house to buy his art. So a lot of things were very familiar and obviously had quite an, an affinity with it because of my father. And um, then later on, I had the chance to travel through my professional life, you know, quite um, extensively to Africa which I really fell in love. I fell in love working in Africa, you know, the people that I was meeting on the continent, but also during my free time, it gave me the opportunity um, when I was traveling for my professional life to discover different artistic scenes um, and really be aware of how talented, you know, and creative, um, um, you know, some artists were on the continent. And this is where really I realized that as soon as I was traveling back to where I lived in London and uh, sometimes in the US, where I was working um, that there was absolutely no trace of this talent and this creativity um, it seemed that all the fantastic you know exhibitions and artists that I would meet on the continent were not crossing over the geographical borders and I couldn't understand exactly why um, and 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 you know in a way probably like you Andrew when you travel on the continent you 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 meet great people, you see great art. And I think this is where, you know, I think my, my, my passion got, um, you know, triggered um, in trying to understand why there was not this crossing over and why, you know, all those fantastic exhibitions or artists not, were not included in the global discussions. Um, and I think, it, you know, this is where the idea sparked um, uh, probably in 2010, you know, 2011. I didn't know exactly what shape it would take. But I think working um, with my father's last exhibition in London and really understanding, you know, the, the, the art ecosystem, uh, it, in a way, on the global stage, you know, trying to get my father's artwork in London, trying to, you know, to build this exhibition from scratch uh, in a museum in London, really they gave me, um, you know, the extra push to actually, you know, create this platform. And really I understood how it was missing, you know, from the, the narrative on contemporary art. And I think um, it, it's not a one moment, it's a, it's a it's different time, different you know, different moments of my life and actually probably my, 
my past and you know my experiences that really um, you know made me understand actually how vital and instrumental having a platform you know giving visibility to artists from the continent um, and the African diaspora was and that's you know when I started working on the business model that hopefully I wanted it to be sustainable but really allowing access to um, the art um, the art world you know to those artists yeah and so um so what, how do you see in, in that context, how do you see the role of a fair like yours? Is it designed, you know, are you trying to just sell product? Are you educating people, trying to create discussion or just getting people to enjoy it? I mean, is there a, I mean, is there a message you're trying to deliver or is it just, it's there? Well, uh, I think uh, the the real mission of 154 from its name, you know, and uh, inception, I think the name, you know, stands for the 54 countries, but, you know, really the creativity of those 54 countries. And I think the mission, uh, fortunately, has to still be the same since 2013. It's, you know, inclusion, uh, more visibility for artists coming from the, the continent and for them to be part of the, you know, the, the global narrative. Um, uh, I think um, it, it is instrumental. I think I'm not, I don't want to stay with the only players in town, but we definitely, with a lot of uh, amazing curators and, you know, um, museums and, you know, probably private individual, you know, are all working into this, you know, this visibility. Um, and what 54, because it has this commercial aspect, you know, like an auction house, for example, was able to probably shed more light on you know this particular part of the of the world you know and its creativity and i think um this is definitely where probably we're very proud of like being for people for being for, you know for all those creative to be able to actually meet um you know i wouldn't say meet but develop their network you know have access to important collectors around the yes, world and build, build a market which exactly. is very important for exactly. artists in particular mm. Yeah, and so I mean that's that's it's a it's a it's a great combination I think. And just looking at this year, what did you see any key themes coming out this year with with all the things that which are going around, or was it? I mean, what were the what were the themes you saw when we wandered around Somerset House? There's certainly very broad theme. Uh, there's a lot of artists, for example, who are looking into you know social political issues. Um, or things, you know, that can identify with family or identity. Uh, but in general, you know, we are talking um, about such um, a large um, continent, you know, that trying to uh, have uh, some common theme is not, you know, that, that easy. I think, you know, most of the, the artists, you know, this year, um, and I think probably because of what we all lived around the world with this COVID crisis, a lot of them, you know, and that production was conceived or, you know, um, inspired by what they all lived at that particular moment. And uh, so I would say that if there was, um, even though it was not, you know, really present in their work, um, I'm sure it was somewhere present in, 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 their, in their being, you know, in terms of being confined, you know, either not being able to access their studio. So it was a certain type of creativity, I think, that was probably impacted by a very, you know, global theme, which was the COVID, you know. So I think even if people did not, um, uh, it, even if some artists did not show it directly in their work, you know, you, you probably... Um, 
saw a lot of creativity that was produced during this particular seven months of confinement. And I think um, one way or the other, I think in a way, um, a lot of those artists were inspired you know, influenced or impacted by, you know, what uh, the whole world lived at, uh, at the same time. But um, to be honest, you know, this is exactly, um, uh, I think what we saw was really, um, you know, themes about social political issues. I think we all lived through uh, also the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer that also impacted a lot of, uh, of the artists, you know, that, we that was, that was re you felt that was reflected, did you a bit? Definitely. I think the, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, I know in the, um, the creativity that we've shown in the past, there has been a lot of figurative, but I think, you know, uh, figurative of black, you know, figures, you know, during uh, this particular edition was very strong. Um, and I'm sure that this it has something to also do with, uh, you know, you know, being here, being present, being, you know, uh, heard, being loud. Um, and I think we've seen some of, uh, of that, you know, transpiring in the, in the, in the fair this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you're not allowed to give any particular tips or, or favorites, but do you have any, uh, was there any, uh, are there any interesting countries or artists coming through who you think we should be looking at? Are there any particular countries which are becoming more prominent than less prominent at the moment, do you think? Well, um, we, who, who, who should I? Who should we okay. be looking out for? Which countries should we be looking out yes. for for interest at the moment? So, to be honest, there's something that has been on my mind quite a lot. Mm. I think the, the we see we seeing more and more like amazing talent coming from Ghana, and uh, there's more and more artists, you know, that uh, you know are appearing. Uh, who are from either the, the, the country itself or from the, the, the Ghanaian diaspora, you know, in the UK. Um, so, for example, this year we had the chance to have for the first time a solo show from artists, which is Welsh Ghanaian called uh, Anya Paint-Still, uh, which did amazingly well. And, you know, she was, was the first time that we showed her at the fair, but she also had the sold-out show this year. Um, I personally had, like, a really big crowd on um, uh, this Ethiopian artist, Tisfaye Urgesa. I don't know if I pronounced it right, but I think um, uh, I'm pronouncing it how it's 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 uh, spelled. So it's Tisfaye Urgesa or Urgesa. Okay. But it was for, for our listeners, we will um will will put it in the in the yeah. um, in the print. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, it might be a super way to do it, but I think for me, it was you know some of uh, of my highlights. That's fantastic because you always see. I mean, there was some interesting Namibian stall last year as well, which I remember seeing. So it's these these uh, coming along and seeing both the traditional but also the the new makes makes a lot of difference to me. I think coming along. So looking at, I mean, just stepping back a bit, um, you know, we're in a very um, utilitarian mode. Everybody's having to do things, you know, just because they have to do them. They have to stay at home. They have to find food. What can what can art and African art in particular do you think teach us about contemporary issues? Um, and what can your fair do to bring these these issues out? And can African art do you think be a positive force for change at the moment, given the the situation in the world? Uh, I think so. I think you know art. Um, um, I mean, at least with the fair this year, we've seen how art you know is reconnecting people. Um, mm. Uh, we've seen how, you know, uh, a lot of people tell us that it was really, uh, you know, a, a real, uh, 
you know, uplifting experience to come to, to 154 and discover contemporary African art. Um, so even the, the Financial Times, you know, uh, mentioned us as a bright, you know, note um, in their national page. I think there's, there's definitely something about the art that is um, relevant to all of us, but that, you know, really reflect the, the current context. Um, it can be a space of distraction as well, and I think this is what 154 provided this October. Yes. But uh, I think also in difficult times, it really inspires people, and I think we all need that. I couldn't agree more. But uh, so you think, I mean, everybody's going virtual at the moment. Um, the future of the physical fair, in, is that in jeopardy at all, or are people just desperate to get back to it, do you think? Or are we all going virtual for the future? Uh, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, the, the virtual and obviously the, you know, the online platforms that we've created um, in the past, you know, when uh, we couldn't uh, do a physical fair even this year, is definitely an amazing complement uh, to what we've been all doing. I think people really mm. enjoy, you know, the experience of seeing arts in real life, like they say, ERL, this is the new world. Um, but uh, it is really something that I think we, we've seen even more having a physical space this this October, where the feedback was, oh my God, uh, you know, thank you for pulling it through, you know, that we really enjoy coming here, having that physical experience. So I do believe that, you know, we are humans and people of like, um, you know, social needs. And I think this is uh, one thing that you can appreciate even more seeing it, you know, physically. Um, it, it, it gives you more, you know, it gives you more if you're in front of the painting than if you're on your computer and seeing it. Um, and definitely in the past, you know, you had all this social uh, element. Yeah. You can share the experience. Exactly. You? And I think this, unfortunately, is, is, is not replaceable. Um, but I do believe, you know, when we all at the you know, you know, each, uh, you know, isolated in, in our home or in our countries and, you know, in, with all the, the new restrictions that are being pulled, you know, right now, I think that, you know, the, the thank God there's a virtual element to all this. Yes. It doesn't deprive us from, you know, not seeing art at all. And I think that people will be extremely happy to have access to art, even online you know instead of not having access to it at all but um i do believe that you know experiencing virtual um, right now is something that will probably last um, in the in the future and I, I i you know i trust that you know from now and looking forward we will have a, a digital element of the fair in every edition yeah i think it's uh, it, it it, it has enormous benefits to it, but just not exclusively, I would say, probably. So, I mean, uh, finally, I mean, what, what are your plans for, you, you've just been through this. Have you, uh, do you have a positive message for, about African art for, for the coming, for the next year? And, um, and how are you going to, to deliver on that message? Well, we have seen a wonderful, you know, sustained growth in the market and interest for contemporary African art so far. So the trajectory is positive and I'm very much encouraged that we are here to stay and, you know, we should push the boundaries of the international art scene. Um, I'm like really positive in terms of, you know, where we're going with uh, the specific, you know, uh, art market. Um, and um, I'm just hoping, you know, that uh, the world gets better very soon so we can all meet again and, you know, share uh, our love for contemporary African art. 
Here, here, Turia Al Glawi, founder of 154 Fair. Thank you very much indeed for, for those comments. It's great Thank to speak you. to you again. Thank you. Thank you.